0: Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center.
1: Hello, I'm Gary McCulley, and welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, Today, I'm speaking with Randy Arsenault, Chief Marketing Officer for Infinidat, and Eric Iberg, Senior Director, Infinidat. Welcome, guys.
0: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: Could you both describe a little bit about what you do
0: at Infinidat?
2: Uh, sure. So this is Randy Arsno, Chief Marketing Officer. I'm responsible for global marketing strategy and execution.
0: And this is Eric Iberg. I run Infinidat's cloud business as well as a couple of our strategy and alliance type activities. Uh,
1: I'll start with Eric. What are some big picture trends you're seeing in cloud computing today?
0: What's driving a ton of the cloud decisions that we're seeing out in the marketplace is fundamentally linked to how do you manage data, how do you get the right economic model for your data, and how do you get your data to where it needs to be? And there's a lot of conversations going on in the market around media-defined solutions, such as all-flash arrays. There's also a lot of conversations in the market around the software-defined world where you know, you're know you building everything yourself. And what Infinidat is doing is offering... A mix of both of those approaches with a delivery model that allows us to both meet the requirements of performance and resiliency, the kinds of things that people are looking for in tier one storage systems, as well as meet the flexibility and agility that clients are increasingly starting to look for in their storage solutions. So ultimately, what we're seeing is that There's no perfect solution for cloud in general, and data becomes the biggest limiting factor. It's almost like the boat anchor of the cloud deployments that we've seen, particularly once you get up to multi-petabyte scale. So the conversations we have are all about how you can reduce the risk, how you can increase the performance, how you can improve the economic aspects of solutions for cloud data. A couple of your products
1: seem to be addressing these trends in Infinibox and Infinibox F6000.
0: Talk a little bit about those. Sure. So the Infinidat solutions portfolio, and it goes beyond just a single product or a single category of solutions, is really all about helping clients get value out of their data. and. Fundamentally, what we see is that there's a new architecture that clients need to consider as they're looking to solve these kinds of core challenges with their cloud computing deployments. And we call our approach to that architecture hyper-storage. And hyper-storage, which is the DNA of the Infinidat architecture as deployed in InfiniBox, as manifested in our software, is all about solving the problems of storage at the next level of scale. So we talk about multi-tens of petabytes of storage and all the challenges that come with that, including the economics of data, that's a critical one, being able to blend the right media types so that you can get the best economic profile, as well as get the maximum performance and maximum resiliency. And fundamentally, it's also all about being able to deliver the business model that allows cloud clients to capitalize on that technology. So, it's reliability greater than monolithic storage arrays, it's performance greater than all flash arrays, it's an efficiency level that exceeds the capabilities of hyperscale solutions, and, of course, all of that has to be delivered in a simple, easy-to-consume package. So we've designed the InfiniBox storage platforms to be simpler than hyper-converged infrastructure.
1: What makes hyper-storage a different category from other emerging storage technologies like, for example, all-flash arrays or hyperconverged systems?
2: It's a question of scale, but it's also, to amplify something Eric said earlier as well, there's also a critical economic element to this, right? So if you look at, for instance, all-flash array products, they are typically based on architectures which are, you know, relatively mature, and we say that somewhat euphemistically, they've been around for quite some time. The all flash array vendors are using more of a brute force approach where they are applying whatever is the then fastest form factor density performance media available behind that existing architecture without fundamentally adapting the architecture itself. Our approach has been to kind of flip that on its head and develop an architecture instead that's media independent. So it's designed specifically to exploit whatever is the most sensible, operationally sound medium available. So in our case, we use flash, we use lots of NAND flash in the system. We also use a very high capacity DRAM tier. And we also use on the back end, good old fashioned, boring, (laughs) nearline SATA drive. So the architecture is designed to optimize the placement of data on each of those tiers in the appropriate timeline to deliver the same kind of performance, or in many cases, superior performance to an all flash array, but do so with an economic capability and a consumption model, as Eric mentioned, that's much more favorable at petabyte scale. So you can certainly run you know, petabyte scale workloads on a bunch of all-flash arrays, but it just becomes economically onerous once you reach a certain threshold, whereas Infinibox is designed to scale into multiple petabytes and deliver the same economics throughout. So there's a lot more elasticity in the pricing.
1: Randy, talk a little bit about the relationship you guys have with Intel, in particular the storage builders program
2: so just architecturally take a step back for a second our system you know we are a software product so we are designed to run on standard hardware platforms so we have been using intel based processors from the very beginning so the company was born out of this kind of model this pure software model deployed on intel based servers and we've had a very close relationship with intel working on using hardware accelerated Performance optimizations on chip, we're doing some interesting things on the storage controller side. So our philosophy is anytime we can intelligently offload compute or offload some specific function or role to purpose-built solutions that come from Intel... That benefits us, certainly, and it benefits our clients, right, because it allows us to focus on what we know best, which is the core storage architecture, so we can develop the world's most sophisticated, scalar, high-performance storage operating system by exploiting the powerful capabilities that are delivered by Intel. So it's a pretty natural partnership, and we were one of the early companies to participate in the Storage Builders Program, and Eric is involved in the alliance function with Intel as well, so he can add some color. But... We've had a very productive relationship with Intel. Uh, We're very excited about things that are coming in the future in terms of some of the new on-chip capabilities and controller technology. So we're very enthusiastic and very bullish on uh, where Intel's going. We're, We're happy to be part of the program.
0: Yeah, I'd highlight that the deep learning that occurs within the system to get the data to the right place every time is only possible with the kind of compute capabilities that we get from the Intel CPUs that we bake into the architecture. So it's absolutely critical that we have a great hardware platform to start from, as we deliver the complete integrated solutions to our clients.
1: Eric, going back to your description of the cloud solutions, is there a notion behind hybrid cloud where you will allow customers to store data on-premise or you use public cloud for other data? Talk a little bit about that.
0: So we're all about a variety of cloud use cases. And today, a lot of our clients are deploying InfiniBox on-prem and then they might be using a couple of different partnerships that we have have to offload backup data to the cloud, for example. However, we also have some really exciting research activities going on right now on enabling Infinidat technology on both ends of that link, so to speak, so that you can have an Infinidat system that's running in your data center and an Infinidat system that it talks to that's adjacent to large-scale public clouds, so you get all the benefits of our large-scale consolidation, you get all our economic advantages, yet at the same time, you get the burst burstability out to the public cloud compute layer, which is where we think it usually makes the most sense for most enterprise hybrid cloud deployment. You want that expandability from a compute perspective. The storage, however, just the cost of moving that data back and forth, especially when you consider the cost coming out of the public cloud, often make that a very, very challenging proposition with today's technologies. And our efforts in that area in particular, we think, will unlock a significantly better economic model for clients interested in hybrid cloud.
2: Yeah, and I would just add, interestingly, that's kind of a bit of the origin story of Infinidat. It was born out of the challenges faced specifically in genomic research. As the sequencing technology advanced, it became much more cost-effective because at the same time the sequencing technology was advancing and the research population was spreading, the cost of cloud compute was also dramatically going down, so you could now more viably burst these genomic sequencing workloads into the cloud and use elastic compute very economically. The problem was the operational data sets and the working sets became so large as they started to reach kind of petabyte scale the movement of data in and out of the cloud and around the cloud, the data itself became the gating factor, not the compute. And it was becoming a real economic problem. So that was kind of the kernel of the idea that became Infinidat.
1: Well, this is great information. Randy, for our listeners, where can they go to learn more about Infinidat and the products you guys offer?
2: Well, certainly uh, our website, infinidat.com, has a lot of information on the solution and the market space that we're dealing with. We also do lots of events, and we're also pretty active in a lot of development forums and social media, of course. Follow us on Twitter Instagram and Facebook as well. And LinkedIn.
1: The handle is at Infinidat? It is. That's great. Thanks Randy and Eric for spending time with us today and best wishes to Infinidat.
2: Thanks very much.
0: Thank you.